you want lip gloss? Um, sure. All right. Any questions before we begin? Nope. <clears throat> you were born ready, weren't you? Yeah. Got a feeling. How do I look, Ruthie? Let's you get to the important look part. Great. I mean, let's let's cut the, let's cut to the chase. Okay, so go ahead, test, test again. Test, test. My name is Ruthie. My name is Ruthie. I came to party. I came to party. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we're good. Ruthie Walling, Hi. welcome to the Carrie Croft Show. Thank you. Are you excited to be here? Yes. You're the youngest guest ever to be here mm -hmm. and the biggest badass. I know. But you, you knew that, right? <laughs> yeah, I knew that. <laughs> Obby. <laughs> thanks for having me. You know, thanks for being here. I'm just, I'm just pleased as punch. Me too. You're the youngest yep. and the biggest warrior mm -hmm. in my eyes. How old are you? 15. Ripe old age of 15. Yep. And you just turned 15, right? Yep. June? June 17th, yep. Girlfriend. I know. You're, you're getting long in the tooth. You know what that means? No. That's what old people say when they, they say you're getting old. I'm getting old. You're getting long. I'm getting long. Long in the tooth. Unbelievable. So, yeah. so Ruthie, mm -hmm. let's, let's uh, frame this up for people, how we know each other. You know, I happen to live across the street from your crazy uncle yeah. and aunt, yeah. Kathy and Ryan Rexis. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> crazy old neighbors, you. And so we've gotten to know each other over time. Mm -hmm. And I have uh, been, uh, I guess, you know, graced with the presence of the Walling family. Yeah, yeah. And the way that I see your family from afar is this. This, you know, lively brood. You got Chris and Jackie, and then you got Julia, Sally, Leo, and yeah. Ruthie. Yeah. I mean, what a, gr and you guys are just always exuding positivity and strength and being there for each other, right? Yeah. And so then our friendship developed organically yeah, and I over became time. Totally obsessed with you. <gasps> you did? Yeah. Tell me more. I was so obsessed <laughs> with you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about how you're obsessed with me. No, that's very sweet. Um, and I was obsessed with you. I think the I think the obsession was is mutual. There. Is it, and it is, will never it yeah. will never die. It will yeah. never go away. Yeah. So tell me about your family a little bit. Like what you're you're the baby mm -hmm. and how you fit in. Like how would you describe, just like Reader's Digest version, meaning like in a quick way. How would you describe your family? Supportive, awesome. I love my family. Your family it crushes it. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. My family's awesome. They are. Mm -hmm. So, Ruthie, you were born mm -hmm. with a heart defect, right? Yeah. So let's talk about what that is just from a medical perspective so we can set the tone for people to understand what it was that you were born with first. Um, well, I had a hole in a, my heart when I was born, so I had to get, like, a pacemaker when I was born. I've had, I had, like, like six surgeries like when I was just a baby maybe four surgeries when I was a baby just to keep me alive and yeah yeah so with your heart condition mm -hmm. you've had to modify things as you have been growing up right you yeah so so talk about what that was like for you and still is for you to this day in terms of how you have to be careful physically and sort of like what that feels like for you, walking around, you know, having that yeah. condition? Well, I definitely can't, like, 
I mean, I'm not like physically. I can't do as much physically like as as my other kids my age can do. So I, you know, I it's hard, but I, I it's hard. I don't know. I get out of. I just don't have a lot of. Um, I don't know what the word is, but stamina maybe yeah, or stamina. If you, you get you get you get out of breath easier maybe you have to be more yeah. careful than yeah. your counterparts right yeah so it was definitely hard because a lot of the kids would you know be able to do all this stuff and then I I I mean I as me I'd always try to keep up and I'd always try to you know just be like all of them but yeah it was hard but you know what I from what I what I've noticed <laughs> mm-hmm. So having to maybe modify physically and not being able to quote unquote keep up, I feel like you have developed this moxie and this sort of grit and quiet strength, right? So I think what you have lacked in being able to do physical activity, you have mentally started to build this badass, right? That's able to handle life's challenges. Yeah. Do you feel that inside? Yeah, I do. It's yeah. hard, but I, I, I feel it Like, lot. yeah. So, like, do you have this little whisper where it's like, Ruthie? Yeah. My family. Yeah. Is always that for me. So when you, if, if you get, if you get upset or down where you're like, hey, I wish I could run. I wish I could sprint around the, bro- the yeah. block right now. Right now, give me, like, what would a, what would one of your family members, like, what comes to mind? What would they say to you? Or how do they sort of get you, you back where you need to be back on the rails? Well, they always try to tell me that, like, I can. Like, they, they'll, they'll just be like, you know, it's just in the mind. You can do it. Yeah. But they don't ever, like, let me know, like, that I can't do it. They'll always push me, like, to know that I can. So, yeah. you know. And you have a special relationship with each of your siblings, right? Yeah. Let's let's talk through that a little bit. Okay. So let's start with the eldest, Julia. Julia. Who, who, from my perspective, seems to be sort of this independent spitfire, like, you know, wild horse. Yeah. So so what's your relationship like with Julia? Um, well, you know, me and her are just like, I don't know. When we're together, it's just, you don't know what to expect, but... We're, we always just, you know, we always have advice for each other. She always gives me advice. I always give her her advice. And we're always laughing together. Our favorite thing to do together is go get sushi. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so Julia, you have fun. It's unpredictable, wild, right? Yeah. And then you go to the next one, Sally, who I feel like she's the opposite of that, right? Sally is maternal and sweet and, you know, predictable. Yeah. But me and Sally, we still have a great time together. Oh, for sure. We laugh all the time. I think we laugh the hardest together out of all my siblings. I bet you probably, you guys are best friends, aren't you? Yeah. We're best friends. Soul sisters? Soul sisters. I love that. Yeah, she's always there for me, just yeah. like all my siblings. Right. But, and yeah. then last but not least, Leo. Leo. Leo's been charming. You know, Leo is got charisma and charm that he could bottle and sell yeah. for a profit. Yeah. I mean, this is me from looking, you know, from a 10,000 foot view. I'm like, what's up with this kid? Yeah. I mean, handsome. He's got golf. Yeah, talent. He's got swagger, many talents. Sw- you know what? He's got the riz. Yeah, is that what you kids say these days? Yeah. Do you see how how cool I am? Yeah, I you're keep, very cool. I keep it on. I mm-hmm. keep it on the dial. He's got the riz. He's got the riz. Do you want to tell the people out there because this my community is a little old. Well, the riz is like 
Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's just, you know, how good he is with, like... It's charisma. Girls, and Mm -hmm. he always tells me to rate his riz. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. But he's off the market now. Yeah. With this new girlfriend. Yeah. So tell me about Leo. How has he kind of affected you and impacted you? Well, you know, he's very... um, He's definitely someone I look up to, like, the most, because... Just because of the way, like, he plays golf, you know. I always look up to that, but he never gives up. He, I don't know, me and him, have a, we, have a, we have a good relationship, you know. Um, you know we're just... Buds? Yeah, we're buds. Yeah, what about, what about mom and dad? Oh, mom and dad are great. I mean, are they just the, the best two parents yes. a girl could ever ask for? Yes. They're the most supportive parents ever. Yeah. Yeah. So let's keep walking through your journey. Okay. So, you know, you you are you have this heart condition mm-hmm. and now what happens is your back mm-hmm. starts to become a problem and you've yeah. got what what was going on with your back? Uh I had scoliosis, so it was like a huge, you know, it was I had like a ninety percent, eighty percent curvature, so it was like this was like a straight back. Mine went like, it was very, it was, you know, um, but it, it was, it was, yeah. So, but it, it progressively happened. Like, when did it start for you? When did the scoliosis start where you were like, okay, I, it's, I'm starting to physically see um, something happening? Well, I think like when I was like seven or six, it started to evolve, but it wasn't as bad. But, and then when I got into like, Maybe like um, like sixth, seventh grade is when I when it really got bad. Maybe even fifth grade, and that's when I started to become like super like insecure about it because mm-hmm. it. I mean, I always saw it. And stuff. Well, right. So you're you know you're you're a teenager. You're yeah. 15 years old, and at mm-hmm. the time you're probably like 11, 12, and you're just thinking superficially like any of us would be at your age. Like, hey, I don't. I want to have a straight back mm-hmm. and I would like to be able to fit into clothes, right? Yeah. That, and then you also have the other repercussions like you're, you know, it's affecting your breathing, it's affecting your posture and all that. But as a kid, you just want to fit yeah. in and, and just have things go easily. Yeah. And with people saying stuff to you, like to you about it doesn't even help. It. No, of course not. Yeah. Why are kids so mean? I don't know. You're not mean. No. And you probably have learned that, though. Yeah. Do you think you've learned a lot of compassion and empathy mm-hmm. being yeah, for other in your people, situation? Definitely. Yeah. So yeah. are you someone, if you if, if you see someone who clearly either has a situation or has a special need, mm-hmm. are you, like, dialed right in to them because of, of everything you've gone through? Yeah. Well, I just, I mean, I feel for them. Yeah. Like, I always, you know, I, I know what they... I know how they feel, so I always do try to. Uh, You know what I think? I think regardless, I think your core makeup is just, you know, just as sweet and pure as can be. But I think with your situation, you probably are just that much more compassionate. Yeah. So, okay, so then about two years ago, you're in a situation now where you literally – were like leaning over. Yeah. I mean, it was like you said, 90% curvature. So, mm-hmm. you know, in a normal situation, they would say, yeah, absolutely. You have to have surgery. You cannot yeah. continue to, to live like this. Mm-hmm. Well, now your parents and the doctors have to come together to say, we have this heart condition and now mm-hmm. we have this back condition. What we're at a crossroads. What are we going to do? Yeah. 
What was that like? I'm sure you were pushing hard because I'm sure your parents were, you know, nobody wanted you to go under anesthesia. Mm-hmm. Um, the doctors, you know, were nervous. You had to find a team that would actually take your case. But you were pushing. Like, you're yeah. like, I, I want to, I have to do this, right? Oh, so, yeah. so go back to that. And do you remember any conversations you had with your parents and doctors where you were kind of like, this is, you know, this is what I want to do? Well, I mean, it was very scary, you know, knowing the risks, like knowing that I could possibly come out like paralyzed because that was always a risk. But I always like I would I mean, I, I, I did ask my my parents like questions about like, you know, if if I was like gone, what, what would you would what would you do with like, would I be able to see you guys like from in heaven or just like that, um, but I would always, I'd always ask my doctors, like, if I, like, what the risks were, and, and, you know, I, I, I was ready for the risks, but I was, I, I was also ready to get it over with, because I had, I had um, something in me that just told me that I would make it through it. Yeah. Because I knew I would. Yeah. I yeah. feel like you had a really... faith. Yeah. yeah. And I think your family needed that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I think they needed they needed you to be that way because yeah. that had to be to date. Yeah. Like the like the scariest, hardest thing yeah. that, that they've had to go through mm-hmm. and that you clearly that you went through. Yeah. But yeah. I felt like that. I felt like you stealthily knew. Yeah. I, and I, I knew I was aware of it. I mean, I, I knew I was aware of it, but I tried to just put those aside and yeah. just. Well, because you wanted to wear a prom yeah. dress. You're like, hey, I want I want to like eventually like, yeah. you know, if I go to a school dance, if I'm asked on a date, mm-hmm. like I want to wear, I want to look good in my clothes. Yeah. I mean, you were, you. <laughs> let's be honest, like, yeah, yeah who doesn't, right? Yeah. So you're like, bring this on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a countdown. I like, <laughs> I was so ready for yeah. it. So then your parents find the most perfect cardiologist team mixed with the orthopedic team in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you got super comfortable. I feel like they completely knew knew you, mm-hmm. did everything possible. And then, you know, it comes to the day of, of your surgery. And I remember yeah. everybody, the phone tree, the, oh, yeah. so your family, you have your family and then you have your friends and your neighbors. And we were all just like, I mean, you were surrounded with, the yeah. the biggest system of strength I think mm-hmm. any person has ever been right. Yeah. You felt that. Yeah, knowing that people were the, like they were all there for me and all all had like you know knew that I was gonna do like good like yeah. it made me feel ten times better. Right. And it was definitely an emotional day. It was very emotional. Um, but yeah. I, I, what did that look like? What do you remember from that day? Like how was it being in there and have you know saying goodbye to your family and what 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 do you remember from that that day um, pre-surgery well it was so we woke up we stayed in the hotel but um we I don't know they had me go in before and my siblings originally weren't allowed in so like we had to FaceTime them so I could say like bye to them but it wasn't like but then they were allowed in. But I just remember the doctors, you know, calling my parents out into the hallway and like, you know, and then my parents came back in crying. And I was like, I just knew that they were telling me like that they don't know what to expect. And I remember going in and the doctors were so nice. And 
I don't know. It was just so emotional. Like, it was very emotional. So then you have a, I mean, that surgery was, how long was that surgery? Was it? Like 12 hours. 12 hours. Yeah, it was long. Which seemed to your family and friends and neighbors and everybody else like every minute was an hour. Yeah. Right. Felt like one minute to me. Like, yeah. Oh, right. Well, that's that's the one positive. Right. It was like a blink of an eye for you. But then you come out of surgery and you're in anesthesia. And then what? Like under anesthesia, but you're coming out of the anesthesia. Then what? Um, Well, I remember the first thing I said when I came out was I made it. Did I make it? Did I make I'm alive. I'm alive. And um, I was just. I was on a lot of like anesthesia still. <laughs> I was a little loopy, but um, I remember my parents were there and I think it was like, it was like six o'clock at night. And I don't know, I just remember drinking water and it was like the best water I've had my entire life. I just kept on drinking it and drinking it. Hey, you're par- you're yeah. parched. You know what's funny, Ruthie, is like there are so many grown men mm-hmm. in, in people who are listening. I guarantee you know one of these men. They won't even go to like the dentist because they don't yeah. want to get a cavity filled or they don't want to go to the doctor because they're afraid to, oh, I might have to, you know, go under for a knee surgery or something. I mean, for you at that ripe age of 14 mm-hmm. to be facing down that type of surgery and the way you did it with such just grace and badassery and faith. Yeah. It is truly remarkable. I mean, it is just something I sit in awe of. I know, yeah. I know I'm not alone in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's still crazy to think like that I baited through all that because the, the process, the recovery, like it was so painful, like so hard, especially in the, in the hospital. Cause like I could only sit on one side. I couldn't go on my back. Couldn't go on this side. Couldn't, I had to help to get up and go to the bathroom. It was just so long and so so much. But then nothing compared to the pain you were living with every day, right? Because yeah. you, you had mentioned, like, talk through that, the pain that you had pre-surgery, just walking around and trying to exist with yeah. your back being like that. Yeah, it was, um, well, I mean, I'd go to school, like, with my, when I had the scoliosis, and my my back would just hurt the whole day, like, against the chairs and so they even had to get me, like, sometimes they'd get me special chairs, but obviously I wouldn't want to do that because I don't want to, like, I don't want to stick out to mm-hmm. the other kids in my classroom. But, and and then I'd, and, like, the only thing that would not be hard on my back was when I lay down. But obviously I don't want to do that. Yeah. So. It wasn't it restricting for you to breathe to it? Yeah. Yeah. So you're thinking, okay, I'll handle this temporary pain post surgery mm-hmm. and get myself up and running straight yeah. back and all. Yeah. So how did it feel when you were like first trying on clothes? Like after you started to feel better and like tell me about that. Oh were great. You, were you like, oh hey? Yeah. I I just remember like I'm I mean, like I'd had leggings, I put the leggings on, they're like, these fit me so much better. Like Everything fit me better. You're feeling yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw you. I remember seeing you for the first time post-surgery. I was like, okay, talk about some riz. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. But you deserve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you said, so today you're basically pain-free, aside from maybe some aches and pains if you sit for too long. or. Yeah. I mean, if I just, like, bend down, like, cleaning my rooms up, that's nothing compared to the pain I had before. Yeah. But... Yeah. 
that's just such a huge thing for you to have behind you. Yeah. You know, and yeah. just to get off your plate mentally and mm -hmm. physically and emotionally and your whole family. Yeah. So looking forward into the future, Ruthie, with your crystal ball, mm -hmm. you told me in the car ride what you want to be when you grow up. And I think that's a oh, really, yeah. I think that's a really good profession for you. What do you see for your future? I want to be a psychologist. Will you help me? Will you, when you, <laughs> so let's, can we do a trade? When you get your degree, can you maybe give me some hours and yeah. help, help me in here? Yeah. Okay. That'd be great. Yeah. I think I want to be, I don't know if I want to be a clinical, like one in the hospital, but I've heard that's hard. But, but obviously you I can, have them. You can do hard yeah. things. Yeah. You can do hard things. Yeah. What makes you want to be a psychologist? I don't know. I just think it's so interesting to see like different, how different people like work in the brain and like how they think and like I don't know I just think everything about it is so interesting I wonder if there's anyone out there that would let you shadow them yeah because it's never I've always thought about that yeah and he, well you in the car you said I don't know if it's too soon to think about and I'm like yeah. oh absolutely not yeah there's no time like the present yeah because you know if you have someone and you go to you shadow them like let's say you you know follow them around for a day or a week or whatever you'd be like wait this really isn't for me or this is yeah. for me i mean you can't be in the room obviously with their patients but they could maybe take you you know give you a different like bird's eye view into yeah that'd be what cool. that would look like anything else that you think of that you may be interested in doing um well i like the criminal justice side of things okay because my julia she's in criminal justice and i th just think it's like i think it's that's cool but you could probably help me out there too, maybe. Yeah. Get me out of trouble. Yeah. Would you be like a lawyer? Um, no, I don't have the brain for that. I think you might. I don't know. Um, I think I would want to be like, I don't know, um, an FBI or an undercover. <sighs> oh, I could see that. Stealth. Yeah, but just depends if my physical well, stamina. Yeah. And I don't even know if they let like people with like bad hearts into that we'll have to research that and see yeah, i'm sure there's some i'm sure there's some type of yeah of i wonder hmm. well i'm gonna have to google that <laughs> uh what else do you see in your crystal ball for yourself future wise um well i really want to live in new york city okay yeah all right that's a good one <laughs> yeah the big apple yeah I love that city. It's a really great city, isn't it? it? I bet your mom and dad would freak out. They'd get used to it, but yeah. like sending you off to New York City, wow. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That'd be big. Oh, it'd be real big. But if anybody yeah. could do it, you could do it. Yeah. You know? So what do you, you know, before we close, Ruthie, anything that you, like any kind of words of wisdom or perspective that you have gained in your 15 years of life having the heart condition, going through the back surgery, any sort of advice or perspective that you either talk to yourself about that you want to share that you might, you know, that might be helpful well, to have, other people. I have some quotes. Oh, let's do it. Can I pull them Please. Up? Yes. I love when people come prepared with <laughs> quotes. You kidding me? I like a good quote. Um, well, just because it's hard doesn't mean it's impossible. Um, Oh, this one, I, you may have to fight a battle more than once to win it, you know, because I had to do like six surgeries. Yeah. Not one surgery. I had to do many yeah. to make me better. And perhaps you were made for the moment to walk through blazing fire and come forth as gold. 
Well, that's exactly what happened with you. I mean, on <laughs> on that note, yeah. Ruthie Walling, thank you so much for coming. Yes. This has been such a treat. Thank you for having me. You truly are, in my book, like one of the strongest people I know. And I do use you in here as inspiration all the time. Thank you. You're just the sweetest girl, aren't you? What can I say? You know what? Keep you know, <laughs> keep crushing it out there, Ruthie. I Seriously. Will. And for everybody who's out there following your girl, follow me on YouTube, Spotify, anywhere. Yeah. Fo- just follow me. Google me. Yeah, go follow her. Follow me, yeah. okay? And keep moving. <laughs> yeah. Keep moving. Keep moving. That's right. Moving. Good job. Thanks. That was so good. <laughs>